Hey, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusive Networker Podcast, where we make network marketers, small business owners, and solopreneurs aware of blind spots that could be keeping their networks and businesses small. We give them tips and simple, practical tools to make their businesses more inclusive, and we teach our listeners how to build inclusive communities that support diverse customers, team members, and business partners. So if you want to authentically build relationships with diverse communities of customers or business partners, you are in the right place. But be warned, you will be challenged. But here's the thing, you won't be judged. I'm your host, Dr. Ramona. I'm a speaker, coach, consultant, public health professor, wife, mom, and a fierce challenger of broken systems that keep people from reaching their highest potential. I'm so excited to be with you on your journey to becoming an inclusive networker. Let's jump right in. today to have Roxanne Wilson, otherwise known as Rox, as my guest. And so let me tell you about her. Oh my goodness, y'all. Roxanne Wilson. Rox is, she began her career clerking for the Supreme Court of Texas. Her childhood dream was to become a United States justice. However, after practicing appellate law at a big Austin firm, Roxanne realized that her dreams had changed. She took a leap of faith and competed on the hit NBC reality show, The Apprentice. Roxanne was the first African-American woman to ever compete in the final four. And then on the heels of The Apprentice, Roxanne authored Footprints in the Boardroom, an insider's look at The Apprentice, depicting how modern believers use their faith to overcome business challenges. She went on to host iHeartMedia's family-friendly morning show, in Austin. It's a radio show that was in Austin, Texas before returning to television. This time, Roxanne joined the shopping network Shop LC and quickly became the channel's premier host before taking on the position behind the camera as the international company's director of sales and production of all network marketers. It was here that she found a love for melding her experience to help network marketers learn how to run their network marketing business in the modern social media world and become CEOs. Roxanne has a Bachelor of Business Administration from Baylor University and a law degree from the University of Michigan Law School. Rox is the host of a top 100 entrepreneur podcast called Rox Talks, the podcast for network marketers, hosts of of hosts a show on Facebook Live three times a week and is a firm believer that you are now ahead, you are now behind, and you are exactly where you are supposed to be. So, Rox, welcome, welcome, welcome wow. to the Inclusive Networker Podcast. Dr. Ramona, <laughs> could you just, like, you're my hype woman. I'm like, wow, I'm going to meet her. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And this is such a great space. I'm so excited about what you've created here and what it can do to help so many network marketers. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. So let's just jump right in and then tell us a little bit about your business and the main problem that you solve for your customers and your clients. Sure. So I, um, kind of like you said, so I coach network marketers and direct sellers, social sellers, whatever you feel like calling yourself, um, really mm -hmm. how to, I, I, what I tell them is I, I teach them how to grow their business on social media. And what that mm. comes down to is showing them that at the end of the day, 
what's most important is you meet people. I, I consider social media like the bar. You meet people, great, but you don't ask them to get married at the bar. You get to know them. Then you kind of ask them out on a date. That's you getting them off of social media onto your list mm -hmm. and building and cultivating it. So really creating what others in business would call a funnel, but one that is really network marketing specific. That's what I tell mm -hmm. them. I teach them. And that is true. That is what I coach. But what I really do coach them is to realize that at the end of the day, the reason why people are purchasing from them or joining them in business is because of them, not because of their fancy product, mm -hmm. not because of anything else. And I think when we get into network marketing, we feel like, you know, one of the first things that's also all, often asked us is, are you, are you willing to be coachable? I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. I'll be coachable. And so we think coachable means become a cookie cutter. And a lot of times leaders and uplines think in order for someone to be successful on, on my team, they got to do it exactly the way I did, right? Which also lends itself to problems with diversity. Let's be real. And so oh, what, I teach, now. <laughs> what I teach them is this, like the way to have that competitive edge where people are going to buy from them is to showcase what makes them unique, showcase mm. what makes them different. Because at the end of the day, when someone decides, am I going to purchase this product or am I going to join the team of you or am I going to purchase this product from some, from anywhere between where I work, worship and work out at home or Amazon, mm -hmm. I need to... I'm going to shop with Dr. Ramona because she and I both use the same curly hair product or we've had the same journey of some sort, not because mm -hmm. she looks like everybody else or is posting the exact same things as everybody else or only talking about her products and business. Yes, I love that. And this is one of the things that when I talk to uh, network marketers about diversity, equity and inclusion that they struggle with, because when we onboard, we have this thing called duplication, right? And we want to duplicate exactly what we do. And so it's so hard to separate the duplication and being cookie cutter to how do we onboard for diversity, right? And to make sure that people are not only um, just, just coming onto our teams, but how do we help them to bring the diversity into their business? So how do you help people navigate that? I, I love that. Let's can continue with that part of the conversation. Yes. And I think it's interesting you say that because at the end of the day, if we really think about it, all of these companies who decide to start their, like take their product and do network marketing, they realize mm -hmm. that their product will not stand on its own. They realize that mm -hmm. the way to get it to the most, most people is to have a diverse group of people Those selling people. it and building a team. They mm -hmm. understand that, but somewhere in the, somewhere in the, oh, we've got to go so fast and so quickly. We think we got, they, everyone has to do what I, I do. So the first mm -hmm. thing I think to answer your question more specifically is as leaders, the second you start recruiting people, you have to realize that you are not trying to find you, which I hear that, oh, I'm trying to find me. This is another me. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. No, you don't, because you are the only you that's possibly out there. So that yes. let's, let's let's like get that out of our head. And secondly, if someone joins your team and they're like, wow, I see you doing it on social media, but that is not my jam. Oftentimes we tell them, if you're coachable, you'll start to learn social media then. Instead of saying, well, wait a moment, what is your jam? How do you meet people? What it, we don't even okay. stop to ask them and learn. Maybe they're like, yeah, I'm big in my church and we have a whole thing going on in my church and I know everyone mm -hmm. and everything. And we've got a web. Or maybe they're like, you know what? I have a, a coffee group or whatever it could be. I'm pickleball queen and I'm pickleball. <laughs> all the time. Yes. Is, like, let's lean into that, right? Yeah, be more yeah. creative with them about, okay, so social media is not your thing. I'm not going to give you 30 days of everything you need to post on social media. Where is mm -hmm. your thing? What is your thing? Mm -hmm. And let's find your people. Because the okay. other thing is we think we're trying, like, 
we hear all the time, who are you recruiting? Everyone with skin or everyone with the pulse or with hair. Yeah, what everyone with hair. And it's like, really? That's that's not yeah. that's not a market. That's the whole market. And there's enough mm-hmm. people in any niche where you can you could say, I'm only I'm only recruiting uh, people who are redheads to buy my product. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's enough redheads, you could have a robust business if you really focus mm-hmm. on that. Right, right. So when we say this and we talk to leaders, let's talk to leaders of teams now, right? Because we're trying to build teams. We're trying to build inclusive teams. So when you tell a leader, okay, you need to think about each individual person and what they can bring and how do you adapt it to them? And they're like, I don't have the time, the energy, the Mm -hmm. space. So what is a way for us to really start that process and to, to make it practical, for leaders of network marketing teams and companies and 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 that those type of people. This may not be popular, but I would say slow down. I would really say okay. slow down. I think sometimes mm-hmm. when we speed it up and we try and make it so easy and duplicatable, what we do is we lose, we throw away everything. Like we throw away mm-hmm. more than we more than we would if we just take a moment. So it okay. may mean that you're not recruiting or you're not onboarding as many people this month, but how many people you are onboarding actually end up being successful? And stay with you longer. Right? That part, that part, right? So, so I'm hopping in here because this is so good. So, when we think about this idea of people, think about the recruitment, right? So we we can recruit a million people, but the retention, and this is what I try to get people to see, is that the diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, justice piece is helping with the retention piece. And that's how you build a big team. That's how you start to be the inclusive networker, right? And so it's not about how many people come on the team. It's about how many people that stay, right? Exactly. Exactly. But we are yeah. taught in network marketing that it's just it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. So it's okay. You just mm. And we are actually taught not to care about retention. Uh, mm. Really, truly. <laughs> And so if we take a moment and step back and go, okay, I want to meet people where they are. I want to figure out what their strengths are. I don't want to just think that the way that I did it five years ago, 10 years ago, even three years Mm -hmm. ago, is not applicable anymore. If you built your business before 2020, stop telling someone who's coming in now, they need to do it the way you did Mm -hmm. because the Mm -hmm. world is different. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to adapt. Yeah, exactly. And we do. We do. And we needed to Mm -hmm. before that. But I think 2020 makes us realize, okay, really the world, really, we can all see how it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So, so here's the next thing. So when we think about then this idea of an inclusive networker, because that's the the name of the podcast, right? We want to know what are the characteristics, do you think, of an inclusive networker? What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I still have flashbacks in back in my days where um, there would be, a, I will never forget, there was a convention and it was like, hey, we realized that we don't have, they were tactfully saying that we don't have minorities. We don't have many mm-hmm. women or people of color. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, Lord in heaven above, now you're going to see this person <laughs> running through like, oh my gosh, I see someone who's Asian. I see someone who's black. I oh, see but- black people. <laughs> hi, hi, can I meet you? Like, that's not it, yeah. right? That's yeah. not it. And that's also, again, thinking about the numbers and not thinking about the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the characters of an inclusive leader, network marketer is a like walking the walk. And I'm not saying you got to mm-hmm. go to every like th- this month is this this appreciation, that appreciation. I'm not saying that, but like literally 
ask yourself, do an, an evaluation of your environment. Are mm-hmm. you creating a team environment where someone who didn't doesn't look like you or have the same educational background of, as you or what or the same ec- socioeconomic place of you would even feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Really ask yourself that. Pretend I'm coming in as an X person. How would I feel? Mm-hmm. I think that's the first start because I think you'd be really yeah. surprised if there was, wait, I'm not even, my environment is not even, it's almost like if you think back to the days of like the good old boy days of, of like firm law firms or wherever and the talk, mm-hmm. like the locker room talk, like, oh, mm-hmm. fine. And I realize, wait, a woman doesn't want to sit here and hear you talking about all of those things all the yeah. time. Like, so mm-hmm. first of all, think about your environment. Secondly, be authentic about it. Ask yourself, why do you want an inclusive team? Mm-hmm. And, on, and and I say that because and this is a little controversial, but I'm like, if you don't have a good reason, then maybe you shouldn't be the person trying to have an inclusive team. And I hate to yeah. say that, but I'm serious. Like I'd prefer, mm-hmm. to go, you know what? I am more comfortable figuring it out with people that I understand naturally without having to like stretch myself. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a much healthier environment for someone than than someone who comes in that looks like me and goes to your team and it's like wow this is toxic yeah yeah and we just crush people right because we're just bringing them on and we're not thinking about anything outside of the lens that we have and so we bring them on just for the numbers and then we end up having so much damage that's done right when we don't have the you know they always say you you can have uh, bring all the 31 flavors of ice cream but if you don't have a freezer don't get mad if they melt right and so yeah yeah so that's the thing is that we in network marketing we don't have the freezer we got the the flavors but we don't have the freezer and then people aren't getting to the top Yeah, yeah yeah that's huge and i think that's so very important because if you're bringing, if you think you want to be inclusive, just so you can say, I do have the United Colors of Benetton, that is not a reason. And that is not a supportive mm-hmm. place for yeah. the diverse that come in. And I mean, even like, I'm not just talking about color, right? I'm talking about, yes. you know, I was recently at a convention for um, pharmacy, for the company mm-hmm. pharmacy. And I was amazed and impressed at how many people they had who, um, I think the appropriate way, and if I don't say it appropriately, forgive me, but are mm-hmm. were deaf or hard of hearing. And I was so mm-hmm. impressed because they had they had um, incorporated. Of course, they had a they had an interpreter and whatnot. And I was standing there and I was talking. I took sign language a very long time ago, so I was trying to sign and try and remember it. But I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, if you are someone who's deaf or hard of hearing, and you go to a team that is not accommodating to that and is not a welcoming place, how uncomfortable would that feel? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's easier for people to think about it that way with. Then thinking about, oh, why would it be difficult for a black woman or an Asian woman? Like mm-hmm. maybe you need to think about it in a different way, like where you can visibly think about it and go ask yourself, what is the point of bringing someone on to put to, to make them feel less than or to make them feel like they're not welcome? So really mm-hmm. think that through and then ask yourself what you like, why do you want them on there? Don't bring me on because you want to say you, you have a black person, you check the box. That's not what this is about. What's mm-hmm. the value? And don't do it because you just want more money. <laughs> exactly right yeah yeah and that's go ahead Mm -hmm. no please go ahead 
Yeah, I was just you made me think of the um, I, with the um, hearing example, the idea of the subtle acts of ex- exclusion. Right. So there's um, the uh, the book by Tiffany Jana, that subtle acts of exclusion, <clears throat> Tiffany Jana and Michael Baron. I think it's, it's how to pronounce his last name. But um, subtle acts of exclusion is basically talking about there's these subtle things that we do that exclude people. So this idea of if you had somebody who had an issue with hearing and you are in a room full of people at a presentation, let's say, if you're doing network marketing or a networking event in general. And then, you know, we do this all the time. We say, I don't have to use this mic. I don't want to do this. This is annoying to me. And there's people in there that have a hard time hearing. And so it's like, you're a bother to me. You're annoying to me that I I have to, um, you know, help to help you hear something, right? By using this mic. And so it's those little things things. that we constantly do, right? That are exclusionary. And so what we want to do is say, okay, what are the things that I need to do to think outside of my own narrow lens, um, being a person that of, of privilege, right? It's a privilege to be able to hear. It's a privilege to be able to walk, right? You know, all of these types of things that we don't have to think about. So yeah, you just pop that into my mind. Yeah, I, I it's, love that. It's, it's a privilege because our society was built for around it, yes. around it, right? That's the only mm-hmm. reason it's a privilege, right? Because we yep. made a society where that you know, that mm-hmm. that's the case. And I, I, I agree. Exactly. With you. The little things like if you know, for example, I do I do training sometimes where we have translators on and Zoom mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. that in order for the translator to be able to translate what I'm saying, I need to slow down. If I said, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's a it's that's a pain. I'm just going to keep going quickly. Then I'm what's the point of me even trying to be inclusive in that way? Because I'm not, you know, yeah. because if I'm going quickly so that the person who has to use the translator can't hear me that I'm, then I, again, I'm, it's just not right. I think it's mm-hmm. thinking about all those things and realizing too, that it's okay to ask. I'd much prefer mm-hmm. you say, you know, I don't know. Can you tell me, like, is there something that I could do to make sure that you feel accommodated or people, uh, people who you might be recruiting might feel accommodated? Mm-hmm. Because the other mm-hmm. thing is what you don't know as a team lead is you probably have team members that have people that even though they may look like or act like you have people in their circle that look or act differently and they might not feel comfortable recruiting them because deep down inside the environment is not one they think that they would be successful and and thriving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it goes deeper than that i think you you know you asked me what are the characteristics i think what i'm trying to say is someone who's being genuine about it and really has an intention you have Mm -hmm. to be intentional about it but that doesn't mean that now you have to start putting people that don't look like you on your social media like that's not it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not it. If you truly don't have people in your sphere that are diverse, don't start just taking. Don't random. make it up. Don't make it up. I see it now. I'm like, okay, yeah. like, why'd you put that on there? That has nothing to do with anything. So. Exactly. So, you know, if what what are three tips you could give someone? So what if they want to be a more inclusive networker and they kind of feel stuck right now? So, you know, three tips, one tip, get started. You know, what do you think is uh, something that people can do to be a more inclusive networker? First and foremost, you're in the right place because you're listening to this podcast. So you can check that off and feel like you're winning already because you're <laughs> like, okay, I do care about this. I mean, that's huge. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, that's doing the work in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I would say is besides doing that, like just doing a little audit of 
your situation currently, I would say if you do have someone on your team that is diverse in some way, um, reach out to them. Ask them. And if you don't, maybe you have a friend who's never joined you, probably hasn't joined you because it just looks like a, a sorority that she wouldn't feel comfortable with, right? <laughs> right. Um, ask her, have the conversation with her. What I've mm-hmm. found is when you have those genuine conversations, you're going to learn and it's going to help you know the right thing to do because I don't think it's the same for everybody. I really don't. I think mm-hmm. there's different mm-hmm. ways to go about it. But realizing also, humbling yourself and realizing that that the way you're doing it, like if you are sitting here and you don't have a diverse team yet, that mm-hmm. means that there's something you've done that has, for lack of a better word, repelled. I don't mean repelled in a mean way, but mm-hmm. has like, like with magnets has repelled that from coming into your space. Mm-hmm. So that evaluation, I think, is is huge. And when you do have that person who comes, please don't scare them away by running after them. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. have to have you or, oh, my gosh, you'd be so great because why? Mm-hmm. That's why I'd be great. Mm-hmm. Can I, give me mm-hmm. another reason why I should do this. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, so, you know, bringing in that authenticity and not just, you know, we often tell people, you know, do people see their themselves in your social media or do they see you interacting with other people? But if that's not authentic, they're going to see through that, too. Right. So don't just stick up uh, <laughs> stock photos right on the on your social media page. That's not what we're getting at. Right. It's got to be authentic. And so, um, Ross, I have loved this conversation. So tell me, what is your next big project? How can we and the inclusive networker community plug into some of the things that you're doing? Where can we find you? You are amazing. We got to keep up with you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Romero. So I, for me, the big thing, because of course we're in the end of the year, right? Is mm-hmm. um, one of the things I realized is that, so we, we're doing Black Friday everything. So every, I just really want to make sure that network marketers have the tools that they need to build out their social media. And so okay. um, we're really from beginning to end. And so I have things, if you need templates where you just like, I just need a place to start. I have that template. How, what do I do with it? I have templates for every industry to help you out with that. If you need a little bit more help and coaching, I offer that as well, too. And then we even just launched um, an agency. So if you're like, you know, what? I understand social media is important. I don't want to be the one doing it. We'll do it for you <laughs> and complete strategy. Um, one of the my pet products projects as well, too, was really launching social emails is what I call it. And that was mm-hmm. because emails are important. And we and as network marketers, we try to like, oh, well, I don't need emails. Really? Why is Nordstrom still sending emails if they're not important? It's like, why are all mm-hmm. these big companies doing it? They wouldn't waste their money. Um, but exactly. what I found is, as I was teaching emails and showing people how to get people from social media to their list and nurture them, they were getting stuck. And, mm-hmm. and I realized they were getting stuck because they didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. So put together a year's worth of emails so that you wow. can put one out each and every week templated. You just have to Mad Lib style, fill in the blanks to zhuzh it up and make it your own. And then you can have those on automate and send them out. And with some you know, extra sequences, just encourage people to learn more about you, buy your product, join your business. So that's a, a thing we just launched that I'm very excited about. And I love that. Yes. You, Go ahead. You can find me on Instagram at Rocks Talks is the best place to find me right there. Um, and then you can also find me at socialstoriesmembership.com. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inclusive Networker. And thank you to my fabulous guest, Roxanne Wilson. Rox, thank you. You will find her information in the show notes and we will see you on the next episode of the Inclusive Networker. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Inclusive Networker. You can find out all the information for our fabulous guests today in the show notes. But don't forget to subscribe to The Inclusive Networker podcast and to look out for a new episode each week on YouTube and wherever you enjoy your podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ramona. And as always, remember, I see you and I'm cheering you on. And I dare you to defy limits. See you on the next episode of The Inclusive Networker.